Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, September 2nd. S&P futures are rallying 23 points at 65 basis points. The European indices are very strong, up about 2% for both the SXXP and the SX5E. Uh, strength is very broad in Europe. There's really no groups that are in the red outright, although banks are lagging up only about 40 basis points. But otherwise, most of the major subgroups are up about 1% to 2% plus in Europe. Asia was a little bit more mixed. There were some pockets of red in Asia. So Asia definitely lagging behind the Euro Europe and the US. So there's really no incremental news out for today. Um, not even the wire. Usually the wires on a morning like this where stocks have a very strong bid will try to contrive some type of reason. They're not even really trying this morning either. There's just nothing to talk about. Um, it's a lot of the same themes and trends that we've been mentioning for months. Um, you know, Monetary policy anticipation very much a key theme in the market. You have the big Fed meeting coming up on September 16th. The markets widely assume you'll see some type of an enforcement action to back up the change in inflation outlook that the Fed made at Jackson Hole. Um, you didn't really have, you know, you've had a few Fed officials speak this week, um, Clarita earlier in the week, and then Brainerd spoke yesterday. Um, neither were very specific as far as kind of guaranteeing action on September 16th, but the market widely assumes you'll see um, some type of, again, some type of an enforcement um, action to back up that rhetorical shift that occurred at Jackson Hole. Um, and there also is increased chatter that the ECB will have to act. So the ECB is conducting its own review of policy that the Fed just completed. That review is supposed to be done in the middle of next year. But, um, you know, given that you had a very soft Eurozone CPI yesterday morning, and then given the um, persistent Euro strength, which is obviously a headwind for the European economy, there's now a lot of anticipation that the ECB will have to kind of conduct some type of incremental policy, perhaps not at the at the next meeting, but um, sometime in the next few months. So monetary accommodation, clearly a huge tailwind. Um, no real economic data this morning. The few numbers that were actually out today were under were disappointing. German retail sales and Australian GDP. Um, but you did have yesterday, so Monday night, Tuesday morning, the PMIs were generally pretty healthy for August, um, especially the US IS, uh, the US manufacturing ISM that was out Tuesday morning was very strong too. So some people are citing that for the ongoing rally um, in US stocks, even though, again, that was about 24 hours old at this point. Um, and that's really kind of it, and just ongoing multiple expansion. Um, that's, you know, so you have ongoing recovery in global growth, and you have uh, policy accommodation, fiscal and monetary that remains at, at um, full speed. So you kind of have the best of both worlds, clearly a ton of momentum backing up markets. Um, and that's really the, um, you know, that's just the message for today is, again, as far as incremental news, there's really not much to talk about. Um, no huge earnings reports out from the US or Europe. You did have Visa give an incremental card spending growth update for the month of August. So, you know, these card companies that have been providing granular color on uh, consumer spending now on a month by month basis going back to the beginning of the pandemic. I think that really, they give you the best insight, I think, into the state of consumer spending. And the Visa update was somewhat encouraging in that they did see August growth hold about steady with July, which is somewhat encouraging given that you had the expiration of unemployment benefits. There was a slight downtick in debit card spending, which Visa attributed to the absence of those unemployment benefits, but it was very mild. Um, you know, considering you took two six hundred dollars per week out of the system, so you know, again, that's not a reason for this morning's rally, but that's my, you know, mildly encouraging in terms of economic data, and that and that, um, you know, goes along with the PISM that we saw in the U.S. yesterday. Um, but otherwise, there's really not much to talk about as far as um, company specific news. 
On the U.S. fiscal stimulus front, it's very much the same uh, as as things stood yesterday. So Pelosi and Mnuchin spoke last night um, for about 36 minutes, according to media reports, but it's still stalemated. So you still have the White House with a $1.3 trillion offer on the table. Pelosi is still at $2.2 trillion. Um, again, this whole process looks like it's going to um, you know, there, there will be negotiations that take place in September after Labor Day when Congress returns. Um, there are a lot of fiscal issues to address. But again, I just think at this point in time, given what markets are doing, given what data is doing, given you have a, a, an election coming up in just a couple of weeks, um, it's going to be difficult to see Congress really pass a very controversial bill at this point in time. The Republicans next week in the Senate are going to um, try to pass a $500 billion stimulus bill. Um, which I think speaks to the problem of the White House has a 1.3 trillion offer on the table. That it's not clear if 1.3 trillion has enough support to pass in the Senate. Um, Senate Republicans are very reluctant to move forward with another huge bill at this point in time. So there's a discrepancy not only between Republicans and Democrats. There's a discrepancy still within the Republicans between the White House and Senate Republicans. So um, that's just another obstacle to getting some type of fiscal stimulus done. Um, on the U.S. front before the election. Um, politics is still the same as before. So you have narrowing poll numbers nationally and within battleground states. Um, no huge shifts out. You had one USA Today poll out overnight. Um, Biden's national lead in that poll went from 12 to 7 points. The aggregate average, according to Real, Clo- Real Clear Politics, for Biden nationally is about 6 points. And then within the battlegrounds, um, again, under 3 points so within the margin of error. Um, and again, I think you know, the market, I think, is very mixed as far as what it actually wants to occur in November in terms of, again, it's not just the White House. You also have to consider um, Senate control as well. Most people assume the House will stay under under Democratic control. Um, but again, you have under Trump, you have the risks of an escalating trade war in the second term. And then with Biden, obviously, you have tax risk. So if you can mitigate the trade risk by having Biden in the White House and then mitigate the tax risk by having a Senate um, controlled by the Republicans, that would probably be the ideal scenario at this point in time. Um, there is a ton of anxiety and concern about when the market will actually learn the election outcome. Um, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of issues and talk and chatter about mail-in ballots and whether or not we're going to hear the results um, you know, the night of the third or whether we'll, we'll have to wait till the morning of the fourth or whether it's going to be several days or weeks. And so I think that's also a huge issue, not just Will there be, um, you know, dramatic political shift in Washington? But when will the market actually know the results of that election? Um, so that's also something to keep in mind. Uh, for the calendar today, you have ADP jobs report at eight fifteen. You know, there's been some huge discrepancies between ADP and the government BLS reports. So I don't think people are reading as much into ADP as they had been before the pandemic. But you no, know, clearly that will give you some insight into the state of jobs. You have the beige book this afternoon at two o'clock. And then you have a couple of earnings reports. Macy's is the big one this morning. And then you have, after the close, um, you have a bunch of kind of momentum, smidcap software companies. And then uh, PVH is probably the other big one. Uh, Trump is due to visit North Carolina today. That's the only major event on his schedule. Um, I'm sure he'll be making a lot of comments to the press during that trip. And that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.